What's up, everybody? Happy Monday morning. I know it's been a bit since I've done actual one of these shows live because I've been running around. All right? That's the truth. Um, last week, I did a... Was this last week? Yeah. Last week, I went and did a um, Black Cat Hell Drivers show. So, if you don't know what that is, it's basically old school car driving stunt shows that apparently they used to have all over. They were sponsored by Dodge and uh, I think Toyota maybe. And they'd go around these fairs. They'd have uh, like four cars and they'd do precision driving. So, they all drive like door to door and then they go over these little ramps and stuff and switch and people would... I should really have video of all this stuff. People ride on their, standing on the roof. Uh, they call it auto bats. I don't know why they call it auto bats, but people stand on the roof and the guys drive over those little ramps and stuff as well. Um, so it's basically like the car stunt show started in the 40s and my friend Chris Morana, who's actually on his way to pick me up right now, I'll explain that as well. He is a car stunt driver does stunts like uh, for movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Actually passes stuff up to do these live shows. And I'm like, I mean, it is different, right? Movie stunts or show stunts. You're just on set and it's like you guys can kind of dictate when you go. And then, you know, live performance stuff is basically what I just did my whole life, which was like, basically, this is showtime. Gotta go. So, um, you're more at, uh, odds with the weather. That's what Chris and I would always deal with. It would, uh, rain super bad and then they would stop raining and then the promoter's like, okay, it's seven o'clock and you're like, it's still wet or the lights suck. And I've had a lot of shows where we were at speedways and like, once you get off of the track and you get like into the infield a teeny bit. The lighting on the infield is just for people hanging out, like working on their cars or whatever. It's not actually to be racing, so it gets a little dark. So I've had shows where you had to um, have the our trucks with like headlights on, pointed at the takeoff ramp, so it was, you know, bright enough to see what was going on. But uh, anyway, so that's actually how I got into doing the motorcycle firewalls was because these old school um, car stunt shows, they would have a uh, motorcycle firewall and then they would have a um, battering ram where they make somebody lay on the hood of the car, hold on to the hood, and then they drive through a firewall as well. So uh, basically, that's what I've been doing those a bunch. I did go and do a show for my friend Jason Rowe, the roaring metal rage in Tennessee um, where I did some firewalls that was an agricultural center which means it actually wasn't it was actually a regular built so an ag center is basically a roof uh, then they have the floor which is typically dirt and a lot of times the sides of the buildings are open still so it's mainly just like a, um just like a roof so you don't get rained on, but it's for, you know, agricultural centers. So they have like rodeos and stuff in there. 
Um, so this one, I don't think was, this was actually built as a building because it has a concrete floor under the dirt, but there is a dirt floor in there now, but it's fully closed in. And like I said, has a concrete floor. Um, but we actually did two firewalls in there. I have footage of all this. I don't know why I'm not showing you anyway. Uh, I did firewalls in there and, um, I thought for sure when we got there, I'm like, there's no way they're letting you burn like a considerable amount of gas uh on these walls inside here but you know what it was tennessee and nobody cared so i you would not pull that off in new jersey let me tell you that um so yeah i'm going to do a, a dover ohio fair maybe wednesday so chris is on his way to pick uh, me up right now it is going to be a black cat hell drivers show um, I will do the firewall. I'm not taking the 75 CB, everyone. Sorry, I'm riding a 92 YZ250 that has zero oil in the suspension. Other than that, it fires right up. It runs good. I can't say that. That's not true. It doesn't run good. It's definitely rich, but it fires right up. It's an old two-stroke Yamaha. It's like having an old two-stroke Honda. Like, it's just going to run no matter what. Um, okay, so we're going to get into some little segments here. Oh, also, Denellen Theater, Saturday. We have Welly Jackson. That is September 24th. I want to say it's the 24th. This Saturday. Today is the 19th. It's a Monday. However that adds up. Anyway. Pretty sure it's 24th. Come to the Denellen Theater. Please come out. It's going to be very fun. Uh, we're going to make fun of people. No, it's hard to see in the theater. You can't see people in the crowd that much to make fun of them. But I, the stage is really high, so I feel like I'm above it. No, I'm joking. Uh, come out. It'll be fun. Welly's funny. And we're going to have a good time. I manage the room. So as you could imagine, it's a very loose scenario in there. So come hang out. Um, all right. We're going to get into some headlines. I like this one. SNL announces its first non-binary actor. It will join the upcoming season. And a lot of people have said this. I'm not obviously the first one to point this out. But they, I just think it's hilarious because they had a character. I don't know why I won't go up. They had a character back in the day called Pat. And it was like just somebody that you couldn't tell if they were a guy, a man or a woman. That was the whole, it's Pat. You know, like, let's just see. It's Pat from SNL. Let's see if this even... There we go. There is some still up here. Okay. <laughs> this is a life imitating... I mean, come on, dude. Dude, she just needs curly hair. Why doesn't she curl her hair? 
The problem is, this is what makes me laugh. I need to find. I need to find it. But there was an old. Um, I don't remember if it was from movie, comedian, whatever it was. But this guy would be like uh, the the whole joke that the guy would go, "Hey, I'm walking here," because there was a car driving down the road, right? And the car is like driving down, and he walks out in the car, and it's like. The guy just goes, hey, I'm walking here. And I always used to repeat that because of how ridiculous it was that people would just impede the progress of a, of a vehicle. Somebody on foot would walk out in the road like, hey, you guys should stop for me. That's what society is now with the people have the right, the, the right of way for the crosswalk. Get out of the way of the car. Like, why should we in vehicles have to slow down for somebody to... The problem is now that they think that they have the right of way. I'm going off on tangent. I wasn't going to talk about People think they have the right of way, right? So they like scurry into the road and then they're like, now I'm in the road. So now I can take pictures or do my taxes or whatever they want to do in the middle of the road. And I'm like, still have the courtesy. I thought we were courteous in this society, right? That was the whole thing is we're all so courteous and we're worried about other people, yet nobody can scurry their fat ass across the road so that I can drive with my truck. I got to slow my truck down because and waste brakes because you want to, you have the right of way, so now you're just going to, crawl across the road but my point is that that was a joke right the joke was ha uh you know like people don't just walk in front of cars that's ridiculous like we all know that the car should we should get out of the way of the bigger thing right and now that is life and pat was a skit that was ridiculous right we're like this is ridiculous Nobody can tell and they never tell you what they are. And now that's life. I guess they do tell you what they are, right? Angrily. With something that you never... I'm a they. But look at this. I mean, seriously. I mean... The button-down shirt... Like, they're even shaped the same. I'm sure there's this... Um, I don't even know what to say. I'm sure this person... I'm sure they are a great person. But... I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Great news, everybody. I don't know why there's this big block up here. Uh, the pandemic is over, says Biden. Oh, you can't even see it. Yeah, the pandemic is over. Now you can see his stupid face with his, with his mask on. If it's over, why are you wearing this mask? Is he taking it off? Is that what this picture is to symbolize, that he's taking it off? My question is, how do the Jehovah's Witnesses feel about this? Are they ready to take to the streets? They should be ready to take... Go back to the streets, right? That's what I think the true 
That's how you know the pandemic is actually over when they show back up. But so, there you go. You thought it would be anticlimactic, isn't it? That's it. He just goes, it's over, and that's the end of it. We don't have a resolution. It's not like everybody at the end gets to cheer. Their team won. You know, they're just like, we're calling it. Calling the game. They would go like, like, is that an F for final? Instead of timeout? Timeout? Final? I don't know. Who the hell knows? Let's get into some good stuff here. Red Bull Imagination. Yes, I made a video um, making fun of it, but that's what I do. So, the dates was the 17th through the 25th. Okay, so, but the the event has happened. I think what Red Bull has started doing now, like they do it with Natural Selection, which is a snowboarding contest that's out in nature as well. Um, like I was saying about the Ag Center, this is not under an Ag Center because the jumps are too big. Um, so you're at the whim of nature. So they schedule themselves like a five-day window. So that way, if it rains whatever, they have enough time to clean up the course and get it um, ship shape and then pull it off. But uh, obviously, the weather in Kansas this week worked out and uh, they did pull the event off. It doesn't, it airs on ESPN. I should have figured that out as well. Really failing you guys. It does air on ESPN. Let's Red Bull Imagination on ESPN. Just so you guys know, Red Bull Imagination, watch ESPN. What the hell is going on? The event has not yet started. September the 25th, 5 p.m. There you go. So, uh... Red Bull Imagination will be on ESPN Sunday, September 25th at 5 p.m. You can find out who won. I did see Cole Denny slipped, posted something. He got um, some hardware. So uh, that's good. Whatever. We lost the thing that says Red Bull Imagination. Um, yeah. It'll be good. I Like I said... I make fun of everything, people, so don't be mad that I made fun of, if somebody wants, if you guys are really mad, I mean, nobody said anything, I assume somebody's mad, though, uh, if you guys are really mad, pull up some video of me riding, and I will rip it apart, like, worse than I would ever rip anybody else apart, because there's so much shit, I'm like, ugh, that's terrible, all right. Other motocross news, it's supposed to be action sports news, but I did not research. I'm in a hurry, okay? Chris is going to be here a little after 10. It's 9.30. Um, so I just at least wanted to get something out. All right, so just motocross news, people. Sorry if you don't like motocross. Um, the Motocross of Nations is this weekend. If you're watching this and you don't like motocross, I shall explain it, okay? It's basically the Olympics, but for dirt bikes. So, 
We do it every year though because we're gluttons and we can't wait four years, okay? Um, but so every year we send three of your best riders from every country. <coughs> we do a 250 four-stroke class, a 450, there's MX1, no, MX1 is 250, MX2 is, no, MX1 is 450, MX2 is 250, and then they have the open class, which is just another guy on a 450, because back in the day, it used to be 125 two-stroke, 250 two-stroke, and 500 two-stroke. I think we should bring back 500 two-strokes and make some of these friggin' guys ride a 500 two-stroke. How sick would Chase Sexton be on a 500? Chase is your man, super smooth. Get on the 500. I think, I mean, obviously, Eli's a great rider too. He would also be good on a 500, but I want to see these guys ride 500s. Um, the most I got to see in actual real life, like top guy riding 500, way back in the day, actually, now that we talk about this, it was probably 95 or something like that, Jeff Emig was riding the 250 for Team USA, and Rhino was riding a KX500 for Team USA, um, and they came to the Kawasaki Race of Champions in New Jersey, and uh, Rhino... Rhino rode the 500. Rhino 500? It doesn't actually rhyme as much as I thought it would. Um, that's not why it said it. But as I was saying it, I was like, this might rhyme, but it didn't rhyme. Um, so anyway, Rhino came to uh, the Race of Champions on a KX500. Um, and Emig, I believe, was number one. No, he might have been number two, but still, number two guy in the country. It's pretty sick. So, uh, Emig was on just KX250. Rhino was on a 500. And I think it was only the first time he'd raced it or something. And um, he did not win. Emig beat him. But, dude, it was awesome. Like, he's like, it sounds like he's idling through these turns. He's like, boom, boom, boom. Triple out of the corner. From Idol, dude. <laughs> I'm getting over COVID. I'm breaking the news right now. I'm getting over COVID. I had it like two weeks ago. Um, just had chills. And uh, like, oh no, I had body ache and I had fever. So anyway, Rhino on the 500. Uh, it was awesome. It was not revved up at all. He was like, boh, boh. This is a long straightaway I'm talking about. This is like a hundred yard straightaway, and he would just go, ball, and he'd be done. The he'd be at the end of the straightaway, and literally went through the turn like, triple, from the inside. It was awesome. We need to see those guys. Like how sick, hurlings, Tomac. I think the challenge next year, the hurlings Tomac challenge at Stewart's place. Bubba's place needs to be on two-stroke 500s, motocross world. I'm putting this out there right now. Eli, uh, how do I forget his name right now? Hurlings, Eli Hurlings, 500 James Stewart place. We need to talk to, uh, um, who had the two 500s, um, 
Travis Pastrana, I remember his name. And who's the other guy? The Bear. Bowers. Tyler Bowers. They, we, I guess Hurlings and Tomek would probably get their own 500s. Problem is Yamaha, they, did they, they, oh, I guess they had the WR 500. They had like an off-road edition 500. They made uh, the Beast from the East race in motocross. They're like, we're going to stick you on this WR why didn't they ever made a real make a real YZ five hundred? Anyway, this weekend, Red Bud. It's weird because the last one they did was also at Red Bud last year, but there was rain and then sand on the track, and everybody's like, "That's not how Red Bud nor- Red Bud normally is," and that's why America lost. I don't know that. That's why I don't. I think we lost because I think the Europeans ride motocross all friggin' year and that, and we ride supercross most of the year and then we go outside and they're, they also used to do it later in the year so it was longer after our series ended. I'm getting too in-depth for people that don't really give a shit about motocross. Anyway, let's just do this. Uh, the teams for, I'm going to say this, and most of you people even that watch motocross don't watch European stuff so you're going to have no idea who these people are. Learn it, okay? The team that won last year, Team Italy. Hey, my people. Team Italy won last year. So they get numbers one, two, and three. Antonio Caroli, if you don't know, is a nine-time world champion. Okay, he's basically getting close to retirement. He's retired. He's like semi-retired. I heard he just wanted to stay in good enough shape to come and ride this. The guy has nine world championships, been around for a long ass time. This is the first time Team Italy has ever won the MX of Nations, at least with him on it. I don't know that they may have won it prior to that. I kind of think that they hadn't, Um, but I don't quote me on that. I do not know. Um, So number two is Andrea Adamo. They added the O at the end because he's Italian. That's how we do it. And Mattia Gadenginini. Definitely screwed that up. Listen, here's how it goes, okay? People go, this is how you say my name. That's how you say your name in your country, all right? I'm going to read this shit like an American. This is how it's, this is how your name is said in America, in American. And... Antonio K. K Roli. All right, that one's close enough the way it is. Andrea Adamo. That's how Americans say it. Matea Gadeginini. All right, team two, the Netherlands. Um, Glenn Koldenhoff. So, um, who I just mentioned before, the hurling, the hurlings. He'd, he'd take it. Hurling. The Hurlings is from the Netherlands, but he's hurt right now. They also call him the Bullet. And, um, yes, he's going to race Eli Tomac two t- 2023, head-to-head, straight up, see who's fastest. Anyway, uh, number two is K.D. Wolf. That's this guy's effing name. That is an awesome name. K, I like anybody named Wolf. I have a whole five-minute joke about Dick Wolf. 
Uh, Calvin, we know Calvin in the United States because of Calvin Klein. Uh, Calvin Vlander, Vlanderin. That's it. That was pretty easy. Um, Team Great Britain. Dean Wilson, he's an American favorite. He's been in the United in Canada, in the United States for a long time. Still has a little bit of an accent. It's like, just commit to the bit, bro. Just commit. Um, Max Anstey, he's also been uh, in the United States for a while. And Tommy Searle. 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 They normally call him Searle, I feel like. I don't, you can, here's the thing with spelling rules, right? They don't mean a shit. They don't mean anything. You can make all these spelling rules. They probably don't even have the same spelling rules in uh, Great Britain. And it's even English. <laughs> all right. Team France. Maxime. Maxime. Renault. I know, I know enough as American that they don't say X's like we do. But in America, we would say Renox, because that's how we do it. Marvin Muskin is actually riding the 250. He has been in the United States for a long time. He retired, semi-retired, I guess, and is riding this. Um, and Dylan Ferrandez, also been in the United States. Um, that's I don't know this Max guy, but if he's on... Yeah, the regular 450, I assume he's pretty effing fast. So that's a good team. So these teams, oh, well, Great Britain. See, I don't know this K.D. Wolf. He sounds awesome, though. Um, I do know Glenn Koldenhoff is like a um, Robbie Raynard type of guy. Like, just some days he's on and he just smokes everybody. And you're like, what? Uh, but these teams are very good. See how far down the U.S. is? Uh, team Belgian Jago Gert Geets Gertz Geet Geerts Geerts. That's how American would say it. G e e r t s Geerts Jago. There's a joke in there that I'm trying to resist from saying because I don't know this guy. I don't know that he is a Jago. He could be a Jago. That's now my name for anybody that's a Jagoff. They're now a Jago. That's it. Sorry, Jago. Hago? Maybe you don't pronounce the J like in Spanish. I don't know. Liam Everts. Um, Jeremy Van Horbeek. I'm taking too long trying to read all these names. Nobody cares anymore. Anyway, okay. Team Estonia, Switzerland, Germany. No Ken Rocks and on Team Germany. Team Finland, Lithuania, Canada, Lat where are the United States? This is so Team Spain, Sweden, Republic of South Africa, which actually had I mean we had a South African guy that came here and did good. Anyway, uh, Ireland, Venezuela, Iceland, Team Morocco, really I was Norway. Kevin Horgmo. I don't know who that is. I do know there's a snowboarder, Horgmo. Um, anyway, so here you go. Team Japan. Then finally USA. Numbers 101, 102, 103. Like, 
That's funny, right? Because I, what did place... Normally, you get the next three numbers of whatever place you finished. They couldn't have... Fin- did they finish all the way back here behind Team Iceland and Morocco? I don't think so. I think it's some other like play like they're like, hey, you guys probably should have won this within the last five years, so we're going to give you 101, 102, 103. Right? I mean, that's the only explanation. So anyway, we have a really good team this year. We have Eli Tomac, who was amazing, won the uh, 450 Outdoor Championship. We have Chase Sexton, and I'm skipping over for a reason, um, who basically lost that title to Tomac by like, I don't know, six points or something. Actually, last moto wasn't that good. But anyway... They were super close right until the last moto, um, and that's because basically Chase Sexton had a championship winning year any other year except for the fact that Tomac was a motherfucker this year, and both of them just basically what Tomac said, you know, whoever blinks is going to lose his championship. It came down to last round, Chase Sexton finally blinked, Tomac won it, so Um, And then on the 250, the MX2 class, we have Justin Cooper, which is why I I waited to do this one. I did actually make a little meme. All these people, you know, that were yelling and screaming about uh, Christian Craig getting off of 250s because he was too old. He was picking on kids. They had a million things to say. All of a sudden, when they're like, hey, we need somebody to ride 250 at MX of Nations for Team USA, they're like, "Uh, Christian Craig. And I'm like, you guys were so mad about him being on a 250, and now you're like, let's make him go back down to a 250 and ride it for MX of Nations. Justin Cooper is a great starter, yes, in the middle of the year he was doing eh, but... um, he had some issues and then he got sick or something. So like give the dude a break and he's a great starter. He always does pretty good. No, we didn't win the championship, but guess what? The people he got beat by were two Australians and a Japanese guy. So like he was still the fastest American on a 250. I would also imagine that one chase, uh, Christian Craig has not been riding a 250, obviously. Two, he probably is no longer trying to worry about weight to be light enough for the 250 to compete with the other guys. Once you get on a 450, it's not really that if you're like 200 and, you know what I mean, 30 pounds probably it's a problem. But Christian's not that big. He's a lean guy. It's not like he needed to, it's not like. I'm not going to call anybody's names. There are some guys that are really big that I'm like, you're even big for a 450, bro. It's why you're having a hard time making mains in Supercross because you weigh 245 pounds. <coughs> you better get yourself a hot can. Uh, anyway, so Christian let him let himself go. No, he let himself eat normally because he's riding a bigger bike and really the strength is uh, probably more helpful than being thinner so anyway we have a really good team I think Cooper was a good was a good pick who's your other pick you know you're gonna go with uh 
Um, I can't think of his name. Number 24. Anyway, on a Husky. Uh, RJ Hampshire. Super fast, but implodes a lot. Michael Moseman. Super fast, implodes a lot. Speed and consistency. If you're going United States, speed and consistency on a 250 four-stroke. It's Justin Cooper, for sure. Well, I take deep breaths. It makes me want to cough. All right, so I'll take a take a drink. Okay, we're gonna get off of that. Team USA next week. Do you guys want to see how to watch MX of Nations? Um, um, this should say how to watch. Nope. How do I watch the friggin' this? How to watch? Okay. People that don't, here you go. People that don't watch motocross, you watch regular sports, like, what is going on here? Basketball, football, or whatever, quote-unquote regular sports. <clears throat> it's like just on TV, and you can just find it. But the, motocross is not like that. You have to watch, scour through seven, look, at the page doesn't even show up with anything. Like, there's not even, this is, this is our sport. This is the sport of motocross. To be announced. Check back for full schedule. It's Saturday, September 24th. This Saturday. <coughs> this is like one of the biggest media outlets in our sport. This is Monday, the 19th. The event is on Saturday the 24th. It's to be announced how to watch it. They don't even know yet. It's the week of. They still have no idea how you're going to watch it. Oh, they finally announced it. No, this is Pro 2022 Pro, like... People, you know, like people probably don't take us serious because we don't even know where we're going to be on TV. We don't even know. This is the biggest motocross event of the year for the whole world. We don't even know. It's Monday. We don't even know when it's going to air or how. How are you going to watch it? We don't even know. We'll figure it out sometime this week. Sometime throughout the week, we'll figure out how we're going to show it to you, Okay. So just check, check back with the motocross new media outlets consistently so that eventually you, you might be able to watch it. All right. That really does make me frustrated. Okay, when I was a kid, you had to stay up until like Supercross would be shown at like um, 2 o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> so I would set the uh, VCR, I'd have the VHS tape in there, I'd set the VCR, and then I would get up in the morning and I would go down and watch a tape of the women's college basketball finals, because we didn't realize that was going on this month, and uh, we would have to bump 
Supercross. But the Supercross even had a schedule. Motocross, I literally, growing up, until uh, like 90-something, uh, when they start, really, 93, um, I could, didn't even find Motocross Nationals on TV. I never even saw one when I was a kid. I didn't even know there was outdoor racing. I thought there was just Supercross because all I could find was Supercross racing on TV between 1989 and like 1993. That's all. And then I wanted to get into racing and then they're like, oh, you got to go and race outside. And I'm like, what? They race outside? They race these things outside? <laughs> That's how shitty of a... Of a deal it's been this whole time. Okay. Clint Spiracy, which is just things that I think about that I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Okay. Cigarettes or tobacco, we know are very bad for you. Cigarettes are very bad for you. So I looked up the toxic chemicals in cigarettes. Okay. Um, carcinogens. All right, I'm not going to try to read this stuff with my American accent. But there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 carcinogens. Toxic metals. We have 1, 2. Radioaxic, radioaxic, radioactive toxic metals. Um... A couple of toxic metals in cigarette cigarette smoke carry extra danger for anyone breathing it in. They are radioactive. Lead 210, uh, polonium, whatever, polonium 210. It's weird that they're both named 210. Are poisonous, radioactive, heavy metals present in cigarette smoke. Poisons. Ammonia, com ammonia compounds, carbon monoxide, hydrogen cyanide, nicotine. Okay? And this is uh, e-cigarettes, which we know is totally fake, made in somebody's lab. So, like, I'm not even going there. Um, but you saw all the chemicals that we had in cigarettes, right? Let's look at dip. More than 30 chemicals in smokeless tobacco are linked to cancer. Man, this tobacco stuff is bad. Um, and then it's just like, hey, you could lose teeth and stuff. Chemicals in tobacco products. Okay, is this what we were on? This is another one. Okay, so we're not going to look at that. Now we're going to go to this. This is my whole conspiracy, okay? <coughs> I'm sorry about the cough. It's just breathing makes me want to cough. It's COVID. Okay. I have to wrap this up for real. Chemicals in every tobacco plant. We're going to streamline. What are some of the chemicals found in the tobacco plant? Nicotine, cadmium, lead. Wait, what? This is the whole list that you got for me? From tobacco plants. 
Uh, and then it just goes, quiz, how much do you really know about tobacco? Nobody's addressing that there are three things on this page. Three on chemicals in tobacco. Not in cigarettes, not in chewing products, in tobacco. So this is my, okay. So there is an inherent danger with these, with tobacco, right? But here's my question. Why are there 30 chemicals in cigarettes? Can somebody explain this to me? Somebody explain this to me. I know nobody is watching this. Why are there 30, uh, why why are there so many why are there so many chemicals added to tobacco to smoke or to put in your mouth that's what i'm going to leave leave you with okay so we know the fda the food and drug administration is here for our health um, and they're watching over everything to make sure that we are not getting sick. Um, so I'm pretty sure that tobacco and cigarettes and chewing tobacco fall under the jurisdic jurisdiction of the FDA. Um, so... Are they allowing all these chemicals to be put into these products for people to... I'm totally confused. This must be a huge oversight. This has to be a huge oversight. All right. <clears throat> that is the Clint Esposito Show for Monday, September 19th. Remember, this Saturday at the Denellen Theater, we have Welly Jackson, myself, and other people. I'll figure that out. There's too much going on at the theater. I have bands. Oh, the weekend after, we have a Motley Crue cover band, Six Seconds to Mars. So, um, and they're going to have a band, Reese, with them. Special guest. Um, okay, that's it. Comment on some of this. Like, tell me why there's so much chemicals. Hey, FDA people, write me and tell me why there's so many chemicals allowed in cigarettes to cause cancer. That are not inherently in tobacco itself. If you're looking out for us, please look out for us. All right. Pat, is, let's summarize. Pat, oh, I'm going to switch it for you so you can see. All right. Pat is back as a character that plays other characters this time. Biden says, the pandemic is over. Praise Allah or whoever. You want to praise. Red Bull Imagination will be on ESPN Sunday, September 25th. They at least know how you can watch it. You can watch it on ESPN. Okay. Um, we don't know how to watch MX of Nations. It is also Saturday, but we have no clue how you're going to watch it. Okay. Good luck with that. And... The toxic chemicals in cigarettes don't all come from the tobacco. It's weird that they say tobacco is dangerous. Sure it is. When you add a bunch of shit to it, it becomes dangerous. Okay, everybody. Have a great Monday, the 
7, September 19th, Monday. It's you, um, if Mondays suck and you're upset right now, it's because you set your life up poorly. You're upset with your life. Life doesn't suck, just the way that you, um, the dimension you live in right now sucks. You need to figure that out. Okay, everybody. Um, later.